Love that sound. <laughs> that sound is so awesome. This is this is a Guarana Antarctica diet. Diet means diet in English. It is. Uh, I, now, Pepe, thanks for forcing me to bring that on the show. Now I have to drink this on the air and give my honest opinion to Bobby, my friend, about this Guarana soda, which is from what country? It's uh, Traditionally, it's a Brazilian, but it, I think you can probably get it throughout South America. But yeah, Guarana, Antar- Antarctica. Antarctica. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm loving this idea here. I'm, I'm cool. It's gluten-free. There's all, looks like there's all kinds of good stuff in it, except there's this thing that says phenylketonurunics. Yeah, that's just a... That's, what is that? That's scientific... Science, science talk? It's science, science talk, talk? It's science talk for um, vitamin C. Come on. <laughs> That's like, is that going to give me like uh, Bell's palsy or something? I hope not. Because you're drinking it. I, I prefer you the- You have a cold. Is I this per- why you have a, cold, have a perpetual cold? Is it all these diet drinks? <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> it could very well be. I prefer the, the real version of this, but there was some leftover last night at, oh, the, so I get at the, the, the family dinner. I get the leftovers. I it, see it how it unopened. is. It was unopened. Awesome. Okay, here we go. Here we go. It smells good. That was a big gulp. That's not bad at all. Not it's, bad. It's one of my favorite drinks. I like it. The, the, the real version, you know, the non-diet is better, but this is, as far as diet goes, compared to the real thing, it's pretty good. Guarana. <laughs> that wasn't a very good one. But that, that's some good stuff. Yeah, I'm not opposed to having a little drink here on the show. Although, um, we did have a little back and forth on the podcast website page find us on the web by the way this is the mind virus podcast the mind virus show find us at mindvirus.show on the web it is january 10th 2022 broadcasting from bobby's bunker basement location undisclosed location in the intermountain west uh we are Bobby, Bobby Flood, Flood. <laughs> and Jordan Bruno. <laughs> Bobby Flood, and he's Jordan Bruno. Yeah. So um, we spent uh, we spent quite a bit of time this morning before we hit record, kind of talking, and uh, as we often do. But we we don't know where this is going to go today. This may be interesting. <laughs> this uh, this time though, we did have on our predictions episode last week. We had a bunch of comments on the. On the website, I want to acknowledge some of these folks who came and commented. Rebecca, thank you. That could perhaps be her real name. Uh, <laughs> she says she's agreeing with your comments about the media pivot. She says, I feel that the media will pivot too. Perhaps many of the worst players are gone, like the CNN pedos recently. Not sure 
I don't think the worst players are gone, Rebecca. Uh, she says she bought RFK's book last week and amazed that she could buy it on Kindle and Audible. Right. It's get, it's getting right. out there. That is getting out there. And by the way, I made a correction on the website. It was not Simon & Schuster. It was a company called Skyhorse, which is unknown, right. which makes more sense. I made sort of a big deal about that. But the same big deal does stand because Amazon has allowed it to remain number one, and Amazon's right. far bigger than Simon & Schuster. So. Right. Yeah, it's getting out there. Uh, <laughs> speaking of getting out there. Uh, apparently, apparently, and by the time anybody hears this, it will have already either happened or not. But apparently, um, uh, James O'Keefe, what's his operation called? Project Veritas. Project Veritas apparently, allegedly, has documents dropping sometime today. Good uh, for him because he's been regard- like under attack from right. the feds for having some um, relationship to the Biden diary. <laughs> right. The scandal. But uh, some some Fauci documents, which this would be like the third batch of Fauci documents to leak, and without any repercussions. So we'll we'll see, I guess. But the media is pivoting. Um, I've got a I've got an ongoing little bookmark uh, that I keep up on Twitter uh, of media gaslighting, and it's already gotten really long. I've only started it a, a couple weeks ago. Just. The media saying things like, we knew the vaccines could never prevent, tri- uh, prevent transmission, or cloth masks are not adequate to stop the spread of this virus. We've always known that. And it's just like the psychological <clears throat> operation that we are being sub- subjected to is unprecedented. I think it's the largest PSYOP in, in world history. But that said... <clears throat> I want you to know that mass formation psychosis, an unfounded theory spreading online, suggests millions of people have been hypnotized into believing mainstream ideas to combat COVID-19. Psychology experts say the concept is not supported by evidence. Get the facts at AP. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm supposed to respond to that. Well, you're supposed to get the facts from, from the, the AP. AP, your single source of truth. But there's been a large-scale effort to discredit this idea of mass formation psychosis in the wake of Dr. Malone's large audience on Joe Rogan when he talked about it. And it's pretty funny because there's all of these people getting in line getting into formation, saying mass formation psychosis does not exist. I caught, caught, I caught COVID. I'm grateful for the vaccines and, so, and their effectiveness. Like, it's, it's really, it's funny. Like, if, if, if you're in denial or you can't see the mass formation psychosis, you're a victim of the mass formation psychosis. Right. And, and it's... Again, the media is attempting to make the majority of America think that the majority of America thinks differently, right? Right, right. They want, there's 10 or 20% of the people out there that are buying this, and the media would like you to think that it's 80% of the country that's buying this. I'm going to post on the website an article that was posted by Zero Hedge. They like to repost a guy called QTR Fringe Finance. He writes, 
mainstream media is being swallowed by Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. And they've got this great chart there where they show third quarter 2021 media ratings according to Nielsen and Spotify. Okay, so Nielsen and Spotify are credible sources for marketing metrics, marketing information, and they show that the Joe Rogan experience has an average viewership. Now, this is four months old, right? So it's probably higher now. He has an average viewership of 11 million people. The next highest media personality is Tucker Carlson, which is good because he's on a similar path to Joe Rogan at 3.24 million. And then you've got some show, The Five, which I've never heard of, Hannity, that's Sean Hannity, and Fox News primetime average at between 2.9 and 2.3 million. Then the Ingram angle, that's again another Fox show, 2.35. Then you hit the MSNBC, CNN's Rachel Maddow somehow gathers an audience of about 2.2 million brain-damaged individuals. And MSNBC primetime, about half of those people stick to watch MSNBC primetime after the Rachel Maddow show or before or whatever. CNN's average has dropped below a million, by the way. That is telling. CNN gets less than a million viewers on average during their primetime news. That's less than we get. I know. Uh, Allegedly. I'm assuming. According to the Matrix (laughs) metrics. (laughs) That just kind of slipped out. But... Yeah, Rogan gets 11 million. And and so the McCullough podcast he did a couple of weeks ago, Peter McCullough, world-renowned cardiologist, highly published, got about 40 million views. And the Joe Rogan podcast with Dr. Robert Malone, which we talked about last week, is well above 50 million views at this point. Yeah. So, so we're talking about... That's not to mention, because it doesn't count all the little clips that people do and throw out on on Twitter and Facebook and things. So I, I would say that a hundred million or more people have seen at least a few minutes of these, of those episodes. Again, my favorite meme on the subject I'll put on the, on the podcast podcast page, but it, it was, uh, Done in the style of the Dos Equis commercials. You know, the most interesting man in the world. We talked about this last week, didn't we? Because Rogan, uh, or not Rogan, uh, Malone looks a lot like the Dos Equis guy. He's got the the gray hair, the beard. And so uh, Dos Equis is, is, it's just a hilarious advertising campaign. They've got this old guy and he's always got all these girls around him and he always does interesting things and everybody loves him. They kind of did away with it because masculinity is toxic. It's hilarious. It's such a good, a good advertising campaign. It was a great campaign. campaign. Yeah. And then they had to bring in uh, a younger guy. They start, They tried to bring in a younger guy. And they just have this guy like doing impossible things, like right. skydiving from the moon, landing on the earth in, in the middle of a bikini convention or something. I right. don't know. That's, that's over the top. But it's hilarious because guys who drink beer love this stuff. It sells beer. He's, it's got him leaning over a Dos Equis bottle and he says, I don't always lose half a million followers on Twitter, but when I do, I gain 50 million views on Rogan. It's just right. hilarious how they're just trolling the left with right. or the statist. It's not even the left anymore. It's the statist. It's the people that are in the psychosis. We got to come up with a new term, Bobby. Maybe we could we could originate this term here on the podcast or maybe you the listeners can comment and come up with the term for something that encapsulates 
a statist with a psychosis, meaning a fear of what's not real. Reality phobes? Let me, we're going to have to think on this. The reality phobes out there. I'm, I'm, You're thinking. I can see the wheels yeah, are turning. Yeah, the wheels are smoke coming out of my ears. Well, I'll, I'll think on that while we converse today. But it, it's just remarkable to see that the troops mobilized against something that is is a pretty benign theory. It's this idea of mass psychosis, mass. It's movements. not a benign. No, it's not benign because it hits ben, at the very I, heart of the matter. That's why they're working so right. hard. What I'm saying is, it's non. Two years ago, it was non-controversial to talk about cr- the mentality of crowds, right? Oh, I don't know. It's it's non-controversial if it's just some podunk podcast, like was, say some other podcast, not our podcast. But that was before. But if it's on like the biggest podcast in the world by the guy that invented the idea of the mRNA vaccine, that's dangerous. Well, of course it's dangerous. <laughs> but who's it dangerous to? Us? The people waking up? Or dangerous to the people infl- inflicting this on the masses? There was a time, uh, you know, remember how back when the masks mandate, by the way, there's a mandate in Salt Lake right now, according to Salt Lake County and Summit County. Those are two Utah counties. Dr. Nick pointed that out on the. I've just, when, when I saw the the Summit County one, I thought, you know, why didn't anyone think of this before? Why didn't anyone think that, Hey, let's use. Uh, a legal monopoly on violence to force everybody to cover their face to stop the spread of this virus. Why didn't anybody think of that before? We're two years into this and they're just now thinking of this. Oh, and it worked really well last time. There was a last time? (laughs) Well, when, when this was all going on, you used to be able to tell people you had a medical condition and you didn't, you couldn't wear the mask because of a medical condition. I was telling people my medical condition was, Elethiophobitis, which roughly translates in Greek to an irritation at the fear of truth (laughs) (laughs) or the fear of non-illusion. I once joked that uh, I've got a a medical condition that uh, prevents me from wearing the mask. What is it? It's called (laughs) COVID-19. People didn't like that. That was early on. Oh, it's called COVID-19. Pretty rare. <laughs> it's pretty rare. But a little shortness of breath, so I can't have my face covered. <laughs> Did they freak out? Yeah, just uh, that could get me killed. Well, before we go meandering into the regularly scheduled program here, thank you, uh, Rebecca, for commenting. You get a, a public thank you if you comment. <laughs> I play the radio. Gave us some T-shirt ideas. He likes the still waiting for my rendezvous with destiny. That's yeah, uh, that's waiting, pretty good. Which we, uh, you know, those listeners who said that we need to talk about Spencer Cox more often, please may, stop. Maybe, please stop. Please stop. Maybe don't don't, in, don't egg him on. You may be in for a treat today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dang. Uh, I I'm trying to remember. Uh. He has a bunch of other other ones. He loved the I love this one too. Elon Musk is obviously an alien. Mark Zuckerberg an android, and Bill Gates is clearly a devil. Did you make that up, Bobby, or did you see that somewhere? No, that that's that's, that's a straight, Bobby Flood original. Out of Bobby Flood. Maybe we should get that out there. TM it. That that's pretty pretty good. Pretty <laughs> epic right there. 
I have another one on the similar lines that I put on Twitter once. It said, uh, I got to paraphrase myself now, but it, uh, it said, uh, your pastor is not your doctor. The Hollywood starlet is not your doctor. The government is not your doctor. And your doctor is probably a drug dealer. <laughs> That's good. That, that'd be a good t-shirt. Maybe we could parlay this uh, exceptionally successful podcast into a t-shirt business. Yeah, we, we could. I mean, we just put them on the website. Yeah. People would buy them like crazy. Ah, that'd take a little bit of work. Fresh, <clears throat> fresh Here, merch. Here's some other, here's some other ones. Uh, I don't remember this one. The listener, okay. The listeners who are listening, who are generally the listeners, I do remember that. He says, quote, you haven't been called into the bishop's office? No, not for this. What were we talking about? The podcast. Oh, if we were the, talking podcast about the podcast in general, and getting you, called into the bishop's office? you said you haven't been ta- called into the bishop's <laughs> office. And, and I said, no, not for this, meaning not for this podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, that's why we're using fake names. And the, the bishop is aware of this podcast. Really? That it exists. I don't... Your, your bishop's aware of this podcast? I, yes. I don't think he has listened to it. Is my bishop aware of this podcast? I'm getting a, an, an affirmative. <laughs> uh, okay. Well... So that's good. He most ha- hasn't of the to uh, most of the neighborhood, I think, is aware, but I don't think any of them have bothered to try listening. Let's let's try an experiment. Free lunch to any of the neighbors who mentioned this podcast episode. I'll t- I'll take you out and and buy you lunch. You mention the promo code episode fifty seven. Free lunch must be in the in the vicinity of either the ward boundaries of uh, Bobby Flood or Jordan Bruno. <laughs> Either either one's ward boundaries <laughs> will work. Episode 57, free lunch, promo code. That's okay. That's my promo code. That's voice. your promo code. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dr. Nick made a made a appearance here. We haven't seen him in a while. Ben, he, he announced the, uh, the Salt Lake County mask mandate. <clears throat> Dimitri said this. He said, Jordan, my friend. Your pronunciation of Solzhenitsyn, that's what he says in Russian, so you, Cyrillic, Cyrillic language you're assu- there. You're assuming that's what no, he I, wrote. No, I understand, Dimitri. I checked this out on Google Translate. <laughs> okay. He says, your pronunciation of Solzhenitsyn was marginally acceptable. Okay. Marginally. Marginally okay. acceptable. So I said, yes, I have finally arrived. And uh, I think he recommented later. Oh, he commented on some Star Wars stuff. There was a little bit of an argument between Chef Boyardee, who wanted to teach us about uh, how how alcohol cooks out, and Pepe Le Pew, who is actually I know this person. He he gave us the eggnog. Did did you know Pepe is a chemist, a, like a trained a mm-hmm. university trained chemist? Does he own a beat up RV and? Head out into the West Desert a lot. I have never watched Breaking Bad, but have you? Yeah. I hear that's about a chemist who turns drug dealer. I'm told it's pretty intense. The the premise of chemistry, the origin premise of of the show is uh, uh, Walt is a chemistry teacher in high school, right? Played by um, the guy from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, the Malcolm in the Middle dad. Yeah. 
played very well, actually. And he is diagnosed with cancer, and he's a high school teacher and can't afford the treatments. And so he turns to... Drug dealing. Cooking meth. <laughs> and he cooks real good meth because he's a good chemist. That's the... The premise. The premise. You know, I never finished that series. I, I watched... Well, first of all, it has maybe the best hook in all of cinema. The first five minutes of the first season of the first episode are amazing. Okay, so I, I'm, now I'm, gonna, now I'm gonna have to go watch that. It's like, but isn't this like a rated TV MAMR, yeah, R M R N A type of a there, rating? There's some violence for sure. Okay, but I binged it, and over the course of like a week, I would just watch the first four seasons. So you can get four seasons in a week. Well, there, there's more. I think there's five or six total. But I got to the point where I was feeling so bad about the world. I'm just like, everybody's a drug dealer. Everybody's a murderer. Even the nice guy that owns the chicken shop. Everybody's terrible. Okay. And I stopped watching it. But I need to, I need to go finish it because it, it, it's, a, it's a really good story. Need is, need is a strong word. I sh- it's good storytelling. You would enjoy finishing it. And there's a spinoff called uh, Better Call Saul. A little spinoff there. He's a character in the, in the show. I won't uh, spoil it, but... Well, if, so, uh, if, if, if you want to check out the argument between uh, Dimitri... No, it's not Dimitri. It's uh, Chef Boyardee and the chemist, Pepe Le Pieu, <laughs> check out the website. <laughs> yeah, he, he gives us... He gives us some, some data, some mathematical data about Bacardi rum at 40%. 187, <laughs> 187.5 milliliters of rum into 33,785.41 milliliters of eggnog. Now, this, see, this is how, that's how much care went into that eggnog. That's why that eggnog was yeah, so it good. Was good. It was very precise. <laughs> yeah, thanks, for, thanks, Pepe, for Yeah, Pepe, uh, that was great. Thank you. Us. That, was, that was great. I think I may still have some of that in my refrigerator at home. But uh, he compared it to NyQuil, which is against the word of wisdom, by the way. Well, because it's not wise. It's also got alcohol in it. We're supposed to be wise. Okay. Bobby, uh, Dimitri, you're going to have to answer this question because uh, he responded about the uh, prequels and sequels in the the Skywalker saga. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the holiday special? That's what he wants to know. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, I'm having a burping it's problem. It's super here. long. It's like two hours long. I've never seen it. He said it. I think he was unenthused by it. How about it's, you? It's. Keep in mind, this was made. I think between either the A New Hope and Empire, or between Empire and A New Hope, or a, a Jedi. So it's from the '80s. It and so you still have like. Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford. As young people. It's one of the worst television productions <laughs> ever in the history of television. In the history of television. It's terrible. It's, it's unbelievably terrible. You think you can find it and pirate it or something? On uh, it's on YouTube. Bit-torn or, it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It's that bad they don't even care to copyright it? They don't it. even care. It's on YouTube in its entirety. 
<laughs> it's, it's it's that bad. They go to they go to Chewbacca's house. Okay. For Christmas, I don't think they call it Christmas in that universe, but they go to Chewbacca's okay. house and you meet Chewbacca's family. It's called Forceness. You, go, you meet his family, and it's is that who the first thirty that, is that who Mala Itchy and Lumpy are? Probably. Now, why isn't that canon? Dimitri, Dimitri, comrade, why why is that not canon? I'll tell you why. Because they're doing everything in their power to distance themselves from it. Dimitri, this is an official production involving uh, Mark Hamill, who is actually Luke Skywalker, and uh, Princess Leia. 1978. And my, my Russian sort of morphs into Dr- Count Dracula after a while. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Harrison Ford. I mean, the first 30 minutes are just the Wookiees talking in Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> and you could kind of figure out the story because it's, you know, hand motions and There's stuff. There's no like, the subtitles kid, or anything? The little kid wants to go play. He's restless. And they're getting ready he, for Christmas. He goes out on the balcony. It's just terrible. And this YouTube version of it just killed off on me. An error occurred. Hmm. Yeah, the error was the Star Wars holiday to all special. The, to, all the, uh, to all of the Star Wars people out there, I have to say, you need to do, uh, D- Dimitri, you need to do better to prove that this isn't canon. I mean, who decides on what's canon? That's a good, that is a good uh, philosophical, religious discussion we could have at some point. Yeah, who gets to decide what is canon? I think in the in 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 the context of something like a, you know, a fictional story series like Harry Potter or Star Wars, I would think it would be the author, coronavirus, the the author. But nowadays things get so who's, legally entangled. Who's the author of Star Wars? Is it really George Lucas? Well, the origin at this point. When he took it made. over, but somebody else started the whole thing, right? No, he, he created it. He created the, the story? I mean, he kind of... their novels? Yeah, he kind of cribbed other sci-fi and Western tropes and ideas. I mean, he, he pretty much followed the hero's journey, like, step by step. And he borrowed a lot from samurai culture, from Westerns, from okay, but so sci-fi. What, so what if you get a situation like Harry Potter canon, for example? J.K. Rowling's obviously in charge of that, but le- years later she comes back and says, well, maybe Dumbledore's gay, but then she decides to defend women against the trans things. Well, the reason there's no... You can't say Dumbledore's gay is canon because it doesn't exist in print. It doesn't exist in the books in any form or even So we call that apocryphal? Cause she, but she said it. She's the author. Right. Did, it, did she say that or did she insinuate it? No, I think she said it. Uh, I just got to ask Google here, which is uh, getting to be dubious. Right. See, I, I think for something to be canon, it's got to be in the original work. Okay. Is Dumbledore, and then Google fills in gay. That bothers me. Is the second option real? Uh, I'm past <laughs> that point. Is Dumb, is Dumbledore Gandalf, it asks, is Dumbledore dead, is Dumbledore bad, is Dumbledore, is Dumber a word? Well, I don't know, this would be a good question. Maybe we, maybe that's what we talk about today, I don't know. 
He says he was gay from the beginning. But it's not in the text. And nobody reading the books as they came out originally ever had that thought. Nobody ever thought that about Dumbledore. No, no. So that's where I have an issue with that because it, it's not ever. She could have slipped in innuendos or implications. Yeah, there or was never any but it's never. It was just. It was during the. It was the. That, it was during the political uh, debates, the hot topic with same-sex marriage, and she was, she was just winning points there. Yeah, I mean, they're they're trying to make something of it being related to his relationship with Grindelwald, but. Uh... Little MIDI music here. Hmm. What is that mysterious ticking noise? Not over here, not over there. Hmm. What are we listening to? Catchy. Snipe, snipe, savorous snipe, snipe. Snipe, snipe, savorous snipe. 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 Does this constitute a derivative work? Snipe, savorous snipe. Does this constitute a derivative work under the, like... No, I think that's copyright. A, that's an original. That's an word original word. Just using names. Whoever this. What person. is that called? <laughs> it's called Ron, Ron, Ron Weasley Dumbledore song. <laughs> when you have teenagers, you you're exposed to stuff like this. Okay, I'd like to just apologize to all the listeners. This we is my will. first apish, official apology <laughs> on the show. No, <laughs> we will link to it so you can listen to the full two minutes and six seconds. I have to have a little more guarana after that one. Dumbledore. Well, that gets us through listener comments. Thanks everybody for commenting. If you if you want to make any predictions late, please come onto the website and predict. We're all ears. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Just in the last couple of days, though, since our prediction, we have seen media pivoting and we have seen a little bit of an economic crash. Stocks are crashing, Bitcoin's crashing. Not sure where it's at right now. Not saying I'm not saying this proves any anything we said was correct, but it is an interesting direction. Bitcoin is kind of I guess it got below forty thousand a coin. Now it's up to forty one six. Don't know if that means anything at all. I wish over, I knew. It was over sixty recently. Sixty five, right? I think, is what it hit. Yeah. Yeah. The economy some people look at the the economic indicators like the price of bitcoin or the housing prices or stock market prices as an indication of whether the economy is healthy other people who i think are more on track are the are saying you know no these are like lagging indicators right. they're, they're like the last that's the last thing to warn you that all hell is breaking loose when the stock market crashes right so you know, if you're not already prepared, it's already too late when you find out for sure. So anyway, not sure what to make of that. But yes, Joe Rogan has swallowed the mainstream media, getting back to the AP fact-checking on mass formation psychosis, for sure. 
Yeah, things, and I, things, I think things are seeming a little bleak as we start this year. I but. think that's part of the reason that there's all this ridiculous fact checking is they're realizing how it wasn't just AP; it was Reuters also. Right? How just irrelevant they're becoming. I mean, CNN's in the in the middle of a complete rebuild, apparently, and so they're they're trying to rebrand themselves. And their new president or something said something like, "We're going to stick to strictly news." It's like. Whoa. So you've admitted. So yeah, you were off track, huh? That you weren't a news channel at all. How do we say it? Reuters, Reuters. What's the? I think Reuters is what I've always heard. Reuter, Reuter, Reuto, Reuter, Roto, Reuter. So these guys, AP and Reuters, had to come out and like refute this idea that Rogan or that Malone, Doctor Malone, was somehow crazy. Or they had to refute the the idea that he was correct by impl- implying that he's somehow crazy, and you know that's the she doth protest too much methinks idea. There's there's some problem here. There's there's a lack of credibility on their part, and I would <laughs> Guarana encourage all of you to realize this is evidence that the truth is actually winning this when you see the mainstream outlets scrambling this hard when you when you when they have to come out and talk about it like this right they 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 know it they know they're it's like the death rattle of their voices they're and I'm, I'm not saying they're dead yet i mean they've got a lot of tricks up their sleeve but but man because because the problem with the media here's here's the weird psychology the problem with that that mainstream, you know, NBC, CBS, CNN, Fox, whatever. Now, Fox, Fox and MSNBC and CNN. If I understand it right, they don't gather as much audience as the the regular networks, right? How how does Fox compare to NBC? Do you know, like in general? I don't know. Fox News, we would be limiting that to. I would guess NBC probably gets more because they. They probably lump in. You'd have to look at it per program, but NBC Nightly News probably doesn't get as many as, say, you know, Friends or whatever's popular on NBC nowadays. Is Friends still on? Uh, somewhere, someone is watching <laughs> Friends right now. Some somewhere, some m- millions of people are watching Friends. Okay, but yeah, I don't know how those how those compare. But I do think the the last bastion of media influence are the institutions. Media itself is an institution. You know, I I mentioned that I I went to a college basketball game over the weekend, and the arena was packed, right, elbow to elbow, students yelling and screaming and putting arms around each other and doing little coordinated, choreographed. Crowd dancing, crowd dancing, huh? Chanting, and you know, it was it was a fun time. It was a good time, <laughs> and the only people wearing masks in the entire place were the university leadership that were sitting there and had the best seats in the house, wearing suits and ties and masks. And this was at a college where uh, the rules are generally well observed, right? Yeah, I mean they had science. At least compared to other colleges, this right. this particular college. You want to disclose the name of the college? Well, I think people probably <laughs> the, know what we're talking about. Université. Uh, but this, you know, they had signs. You know, masks required. 
but nobody was wearing them. I mean, nobody except the institutional leadership. And I, I found that to be the case over the last several months where the only place you're seeing masks anymore is in institutional leadership. Or if you go to a store, you know, employees are forced to wear them. Well, who's, who's requiring that? Well, it's the manager, right? It's the leader. You go to church, who's wearing them? Well, it's generally only the leadership. You go to these games, the university leadership. You see that in, in government, right? Spencer Cox makes sure that whenever he's on TV, he's got his mask handy. Or, you know, Biden, Harris, Kamala Harris is, I don't know, is there a photo of her as vice president without a mask? And all of this, <laughs> this madness, this madness is coming from the institutions. And I think that a big part of that is because it's a circular relationship. You have the news media that feeds you know, the only people that watch are these institutional types because that's their generation, right? They've grown up with all of this. Then you've got, so they just, they're just telling each other the same thing in, the, in, in a circular fashion, going round and round, getting the same information from each other and assuming that it's mainstream and credible because, well, I'm getting it from, I'm getting it from NBC. And then NBC's like, well, of course we're credible because the institutions are listening to us. Okay. So I, I finally got some numbers here. Now, I don't know if they're accurate, but uh, CBS, it says, averages about 6 million viewers in prime time. So I don't know if that means the news or just the regular television. NBC, about 5.6. ABC 3.5. So uh, they they love to do these these metrics. Um, <clears throat> like here's one: NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt is number one for the week, averaging 8.6 million viewers. So the 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 regular networks are supposed to be more neutral. Theoretically, that's they they act like they're neutral. They're not. They're a bunch of statists. Right. And uh, it's a state, almost essentially a state apparatus mouthpiece. But again, Rogan's getting 10 or 11 million viewers on average and 50 million keep, when he puts keep, on Malone. Keep in mind, he's getting 10 or 11 million per episode and does like four or five episodes a week. Right, but there, there's still, it looks like there is still a good uh, 15 million people watching regular news. Sure. That's a, and uh, there's probably some overlap. Uh, there's probably people who watch both. Yeah, watching cable. Right. Who watch, who, who, oh, I mean, who watch Rogan and the news. Oh, yeah. Probably fewer and fewer, but. Well. Here, here's some ways that the media has pivoted over the last couple of weeks. This was from December 29th, ABC News. Latest. The newly updated CDC guidelines don't require testing at the end of isolation because PCR tests can stay positive for up to 12 weeks, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky tells Good Morning America. I got suspended on Twitter for pointing out that the PCR tests were severely flawed and could de detect false positives. <laughs> okay. And, and many other now people. Now it's okay? Here's from the same day, 12... 122921, The Hill, quoting Dr. Fauci, and there's a video, but we won't play the video. Dr. Fauci. I was going to try to do the voice, but 
there is a <laughs> there is a danger there is the danger that there will be so many people who are being isolated who are asymptomatic for the full 10 days that you could have a major negative impact on our ability to keep society running so the decision was made of saying let's that, let's cut that in half they cut the 10 down to 5 this is just crazy land they're making crap up i mean Here's Dr. Fauci again on, on, on a different program on the same day, 1229. 1229 must have been a Sunday, right? These guys all make the Sunday rounds, the talk show rounds. Dr. Fauci. 12, 1229 was a Wednesday, I believe. Okay, well, 12, uh, at least that's this when these things were, were tweeted, I should say. But Dr. Fauci on CNBC, the host says, I wonder whether you felt there had been a communication error. Fauci says, well, I think it was the question of what people interpreted. So it was all our fault. We, we it's misinter- your fault. We yeah. misinterpreted him all of this time. And then there's a video. I've always said we were a, at war with East Asia. <laughs> there's a video compilation accompanying that that has him saying over and over, if you had the vaccines, you're not going to get this. You're not going to get sick. Then there was one that was deleted. I don't remember what that was. I'm going through this little bookmark I have. CNN on, on January 3rd, 2020, uh, 2022, people who are overweight or obese are at much higher risk of much more severe disease and even death from COVID-19. And one, stu- one new study suggests that losing weight can even reduce that risk. Again, it's something that people have been saying all along. Um, okay, five days ago, Lena Wen, someone we, we've quoted often on this site, on this show, we in public health fought for teachers to be prioritized for vaccines. Vaccines plus boosters protect very well against severe illness to Omicron. Wearing a high-quality mask further protects you. Teachers unions, please stop the delays. We need schools to be in person now. So this is a person that in the past has said schools should be shut down. Uh, Nine News Australia last week. People might mistakenly think the COVID-19 vaccines will completely block infection, but the shots are mainly designed to prevent severe illness. <laughs> Why would somebody mistakenly think that they're designed to completely block infection? I have no idea where anybody got that idea from. Here's someone called Al- Alyssa Katz. She is uh, an editor with the City New York, so like the, the city, the, a paper in New York. Please spare this thread conspiracy theories that data about incidental COVID in hospitals was suppressed before. Before vaccinations, especially in first wave, being in a hospital and having COVID infection was a whole different and more deadly ordeal for most people. Again, she's saying, because earlier in her thread, she's saying that there's a lot of incidental hospitalization being counted as COVID, meaning the with from debate, right? And, but she's mm-hmm. like, it's not a conspiracy theory. And this, was, this is only a new phenomenon. They weren't counting COVID hospitalizations this way in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a, a tweet that says, do they realize how f- foolish they look at CNN? And there's a photo and the little Chirons, Chevrons, the little name, you know, the, the headlines on the screen. COVID and the doomsday doctor problem. Is the media out of touch with the country about COVID? Has America lost trust in the CDC? CDC's confusing messages cause headaches and memes. <laughs> the best is the screen grabs of Brian Stelter's face. <laughs> He's, uh, 
this goes on. This goes on. Um, you know, we read the AP, I, I bookmarked the AP fact check on mass formation psychosis. You have, um, you have, uh, again, uh, Walensky, the CDC head, telling Wolf Blitzer just yesterday, what the vaccines can't do anymore is prevent transmission. Like, well, that they never could prevent transmission. I know. We know that. We've been saying that. <laughs> so Lots of credible people yeah. have been saying that, but now it's because of Omicron. Omicron. So what was that you were looking at there? Something we can post? Uh, it's a Twitter thread that I've been... I, I, I posted like near the end of the year. I said, let me find it. I said, in 2022, we will be gaslit by the press like nothing we've ever seen. Gird yourself and save the receipts. And so I've been, oh, the one, when I see this, these pivots, this gaslighting of, you know, we've always been at war with East Asia type stuff, I add to that thread. Okay. And it's proving already, we're only two weeks into the new year, not even, and it's proven to be a lot of material. They're pivoting <laughs> fast. It's crazy. Well, the AP, the AP fact checking is <coughs> ridiculous. It's funny. I I got a a meme or a <clears throat> not really a meme, but a graphic from a friend over the weekend. He posted a picture. It was somebody. I guess it was a tweet. Um, and it says, didn't something really awful happen to this dude not long after saying this? I can't remember. And uh, this is Muammar Gaddafi, who was the former leader of Libya. And in 2009 at the UN, he's, it has a quote here. It says, they will engineer viruses and release them in public so the drug manufacturers can profit from making vaccines. It's just a form of business for them. And then the AP fact checks this. If you look up, did... Did uh, Gaddafi predict the the virus? You get all these fact checks, and they say false. He did not predict the virus. Okay, it says this is hilarious how the, how they gaslight us. Post fa post falsely claim that Gaddafi predicted the the COVID nineteen pandemic. Okay, so that's not what it says. That's not that's not what that's he, not what they're saying that he said. See right. how they see how they twist your words here. It says. A claim has been shared widely on Facebook that the late Libyan leader, Muammar Gaddafi, predicted the COVID-19 pandemic. Posts include an image of him speaking at the UN in 2009 and cite a comment that he purportedly made. They will create the viruses themselves and sell you the antidotes. Okay, Guarana. They will create the virus themselves and sell you the antidote. This claim is misleading. The posts have misquoted his speech. Okay, now listen to what he actually said because the, the AP... The AFP guys, it's not AP, it's AFP. Is that the Associated Effing Press? What does it mean? <laughs> I'm AFP? not sure that, what that is. <laughs> okay. So here's what he actually said. They were kind enough to give you the transcript. Here's what he says. He says, we are addressing the phenomenon, the phenomena of piracy and terrorism in the wrong way. Now, this is how it starts out. They didn't highlight this, but they were kind enough to link this to you. We are addressing the phenomena of piracy and terrorism in the wrong way. Today, there is swine flu. Perhaps tomorrow there will be fish flu because sometimes we produce viruses by controlling them. It is a commercial business. Capitalist companies produce viruses so that they can generate and sell vaccinations. 
Okay, hold on a second. Just right there. Isn't that exactly what they said he didn't say? Almost word for word, but just right. not quite exact the same, qu- the same quote that they were refuting. These are not the droids you're looking for. These are for. not the droids you're looking for. And, and I had never seen this. Gaddafi was assassinated, theoretically. I mean, by, in, a, in a very public way. <laughs> he was killed by his, his people, theoretically, but by destabilizing his regime, they essentially assassinated the guy. Okay, let me read that again. It is a commercial business. Capitalist companies produce viruses so that they can generate and sell vaccinations. That is very shameful and poor ethics. Vaccinations and medicine should not be sold. In the Green Book, I maintain that the medicine should not be sold or subject to commercializations. Medicine should be free of charge and vaccinations given free to children. But capitalist companies produce the viruses and vaccinations and want to make a profit. Why are they not free of charge? We should give them free of charge and not sell them. The entire world should strive to protect our people, create and manufacture vaccinations, and give them free to children and women and not profit by them. Okay, so here it sounds like he's saying it's all about capitalism, right? But look at what he did say. He said, and this, and they didn't highlight that. We are addressing the phenomena of piracy and terrorism the wrong way. He's clearly linking the the viruses to terrorist, terrorism and piracy. And uh, he's obviously not an anti-vaxxer, and he's obviously not capitalist. Capitalism is something we ought to talk about. I want to get uh, Rob back on, the guy that we talked about voluntarism with when you were gone and uh, property rights and talk about capitalism because that that's an interesting thing. We we tend to get really behind capitalism, but we the the plebes, the proletariat, the the regular joes out there not being the ones that produce the capital. Right. See, the the idea they'll tell you that in in the state run schools through the state mandated textbooks that capitalism is the idea that people should own and control capital. That's a very simplistic take on it. And, and when, we, when we promote capitalism just for the sake of capitalism, we're not, we're not understanding it. I'm not saying Qaddafi's right here either, okay? But if you think about it, the ownership and control of capital relates to money, and whoever prints the money owns and controls the capital. That's the point right there. If you can produce the capital and if you can get it if, if you can borrow it from the bank, if you're privileged to do that, you're about ready to spring some sort of a I've something on I've got something that's us. relevant, but finish okay. your thought. Anyway, I'm just saying that uh, if, you, if you own and control the capital or the money, you get to control all the capital. So if you can borrow money from the banks or create money, that's how you gain control of the capital. That's what true capitalism, and that is wrong. Free markets, okay, Let's not confuse capitalism with free markets. Capitalism, depending on how you define it, can be bad. Democracy, depending on how you depending on how you define it, is actually pretty bad. If it's if you're just talking about self determination, it's good, but and which is what most people think. But technically, democracy is bad. Mob rule is bad. You need to have a uh, legal, moral, philosophical basis that protects the minority and individual rights. And free markets are good. Ownership of property is good. But, and, and control of property is good. But capitalism in the way that it has evolved in the 20th century is not fair, and it's not free, and it's not really, it's, it's technically legal, but it's not moral. Right. And communism, the way that it was conceived of in the last century, 
is also none of the none of the above. All it is are all these are our tools for the oligarchy to control us. Well, anyway, Gaddafi, <laughs> the fact check is totally well. The, the misleading. Some of these some of these fact checks on Doctor Malone have done similar little slippery things with words like. Dr. Malone falsely claims that there's a mass formation psychosis that's causing people when he claims that the vaccine is going to turn you into a frog right. or something. They, they're very, they, 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 they claim, they, they debunk something that isn't even being claimed. Well, clearly, clearly, I mean, Gaddafi did say capitalist companies are producing viruses so they can generate and sell vaccines. Yeah. He said that's what he said. That's what well, that's what the the memes and the the pictures were saying. Here's a clip from you said Gaddafi said that in 2009 and he linked okay. it to terrorism and then he goes on to talk about capitalism which is where he goes off the rails. I'm not, again, Gaddafi here's, doesn't have the whole he's not here's he's a, not god. He doesn't have the truth Here's there. another clip from December of 2009. So the same year. This is somebody this is on C-SPAN. Um, somebody, he, he's, let's see, he's the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Let me guess at the first letter of his last name. First letter of his first name is A. (laughs) First letter of his last name is Ouchie. His, yeah, this is someone called Dr. Anthony Fauci. Um, I don't know much about him, but this is 2009. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is same, same, same era. Okay. Circa 2009, 11, 12 years ago. You know, 13 years ago person, I would think that the goal that I would see to really stabilize the system and therefore make it less of a crisis issue when you get to have a pandemic uh, flu which we know will will again occur as was predicted uh, even though they're rare events they do occur is to get as many people vaccinated as possible and and what we foresee in the future is that influenza vaccine will be something that is essentially a routine vaccination for everyone and if we then transition that into the universal vaccine then you may only have to do that every couple of years and get people protected not only from seasonal flu but from pandemic flu in my mind that's the end game and that's good for the companies too because they're going to know and predict that every year the vast majority of the american population is going to get vaccinated not having to guess will they or will they not this year or next year make a profit it's good will, for the will companies. they or will they not this year or next year make a profit is what he wanted right. to say right exactly but it's a really interesting thing because 2009, we were coming off of the, um, what was that? The, was that the H1N1 pandemic? And that, that vaccine was a total flop. Who knows? If you, you might remember. But he's talking about a universal vaccine. <laughs> just a magic vaccine that just makes you immortal, I guess. But look, he's basically admitting that what Qaddafi said is true. That there's going to be flus. We know there's going to be flus. We're predicting there's going to be flus because we're making them. I mean, look, the gain-of-function research is not a conspiracy theory. It's not some crackpot idea. It happens. Gain-of-function research is happening, and it's led to problems like, you know, viruses escaping into the world. So... This idea of, of mass vaccination isn't new, and it's of course it's good for the companies. Look at look at the the fine, Let's remind our listeners 
that Moderna has never successfully brought a product to market ever. They have zero products. Except for the emergency Except authorization for vaccine. for the mRNA vaccine. Emergency authorization vaccine. That's still not been successfully brought to market, right? In the traditional sense. Oh, that was very successfully brought well, to market. Right, right. But you know what I'm saying. Piggybacking on your, <coughs> on, your ta- exactly. on your on your free market versus capitalism. Here you have the government buying up all of these all of these vaccines and forcing them onto onto people who don't want them. Many many people do not want this. There's another. Uh, let me find another uh, headline that I thought was quite telling and relevant. I think we're both looking stuff up here, so I'm just filling the dead air with my voice. I'll come back to the podcast in a minute. <laughs> I've lost Jordan. <laughs> I, I, it's oh, weird. By the way, by okay, the way, we're back. when I say, when I do my little Cuomo voice and I say, I didn't do nothing wrong. Apparently a judge agreed and threw out the whole uh, <laughs> sexual misconduct <laughs> accusation. He did. Which I think all of that was just mainly a distraction because he was starting to get heat about the nursing home, the care center fiasco where he probably caused a lot of death. And then the, I think they just needed an excuse to get him out there, but it couldn't be the COVID policy stuff. Well, his big rap on the knuckles is that he lost the governorship. Well, he didn't do nothing wrong. Yeah, but he, he lost the governorship. He did. Yeah. Well... So the the media, it's this is hard to this is hard to get through people's heads that don't want to come out of the psychosis, right? But I'm I'm hearing things from friends like uh, I know one of our listeners, his his mother and his mother in law both have had some vaccine related side effects that were pretty bad, and that ca- that causes people in those families to start to question, right? Right. You guys, the truth will out. The tr- th- this, is, this is a war between light and dark, and the light wins. I want to remind you that the light wins, but the problem is that darkness destroys itself, and we are living in a system built by corrupt individuals. And I'm, again, freedom is good. Individual rights are good. Free markets are good. What we have is not a free market, it is not free and it has not been free. It's been better at certain points in our lives, but it has not been free. And the fact that they could do all these things to us demonstrates that it's not free. And we have looming, again, we got to talk about this, the Supreme Court decision on vaccine mandates, because there's been some discussion by these, what would you call them? These, these, uh, the, the the society looks as, at, at them as if they're demigods in an ivory tower almost right that somehow they they get the final word at least at least that small percentage of the people that still believes abc nbc cbs or whatever here's another headline from reuters pfizer BioNTech to develop shingles shot after covid19 vaccine success Okay. And I say, success. Getting every government in the world to buy your product, hide its side effects, and force people to use it against their will is definitely success. <laughs> right. But yeah, the Supreme Court. <laughs> so who are who are these people? They, they they they're highly intelligent, right? I don't know. They're are they well informed? I don't know. 
it's it's kind of bleak to to think about what's going on. But again, this is this is a message of hope today. Hang on, listeners. Hang on to the truth and keep spreading the truth. Don't don't go f- quietly into the night. Don't don't give up because it's that close. I mean, there's so much. It, they they have they have this strange lock on the pu- elected officials. That's what the that's what the networks have, the including the news networks. They somehow have this big echo chamber where they get to say stuff, and then supposedly the government gets to act based on that stuff. And it's this, and that affects us. It affects us because they pass these laws and they spend all this money, but that can't last. And it doesn't represent the reality for most of America. That's what I'm trying to say is there's when, when most of America pulls out the pitchforks and the torches, those guys pivot. <laughs> You're right. They start to act well, like they are acting in the gaslight. So that's what's a, happening. It is a midterm election year. And so they're pivoting, they're pivoting hard, not just because of the midterms, but I think that's part of it. But but you're getting but this they're st- still blaming people, you know. And you get these strange shots that they're firing, like this these strange false realities that they fire, like the like the Supreme Court justice is saying didn't one of them say that 100,000 kids were in the hospital because of Omicron? 100,000 kids are on ventilators. Oh, on ventilators. There's not 100,000 people on ventilators on the planet Earth. This is the, the lady that they call a wise Latina lady. She right. is a space alien. General Corgan from uh, oh that's sorry that's Kangan. What's that other justice? Her name Sotomayor. Sotomayor, Sotomayor is the wise Latina. Yeah, but the other one, Kagan. Elena Kagan. Kagan. Do you remember the Simpsons episode where the the uh, space aliens are controlling? They actually are. They're they're shape, they've shape shifted into the uh, <laughs> candidates. Go ahead, throw your vote away. I'm going to vote third party. Throw your vote away. Yeah. That that was pretty good. The space aliens have taken over politics for a long time here, and and, and anyway, this Sotomayor, she is uh, beyond. I mean, just the sanctimonious statism coming out of her is is just beyond, and and she just says whatever, and none of it's true. And even Fox had the CDC head on and got her to contradict and and. Uh, to reluctantly contradict her eminence, the Supreme Court. Yeah, listening to what they were lady, saying. I was, whatever, I can't even think of a good term for them. Listening to what they're saying, I was kind of sad that January 6th wasn't an actual insurrection <laughs> and that these people weren't thrown out because they're idiots. We are governed by idiots. I say that in the most... In daring way. I don't, I, I disagree. We are governed by a very intelligent, uh, devious oligarchy that has well, put a bunch of idiots as puppets. Sure, I'm, so, I'm talking about the, the, the politicians. They're morons and idiots. Yeah, they're not doing the governing. I mean, they, they're well, just taking the money. Was, they're, think, they're, the high, they're the biggest kleptocrats. I think Justice Breyer said that just yesterday, and this, this hearing was uh, like on January 7th or something. It was a couple of days ago. Just yesterday, there were 750 million new cases of COVID in the U.S. How many people are in the U.S.? The population of the United States of America is roughly 350 million people, 335, yeah, So we like all that. got it twice yesterday. Well, that's the beauty of the PCR test. They claimed that, they claimed that 
yeah, we talked about 100,000 kids. They claimed that uh, Omicron was deadlier than Delta, that the hospitals were overrun. It was remarkable how uninformed they are, whether intentionally or not. I'm not sure. And of course, they, they, the fact checkers all spin. I think it was Alito who said that OSHA has never mandated people to do something that could potentially cause them harm. And so they've spun that into, into anti-vax comments as if the vaccines aren't causing anybody any harm at all. Speaking of this, that basketball game I went to, I, it was sad to see one of the players on one of the teams sitting out in street clothes looking very forlorn because his career is over because he took the shot and he's never been the same since. <clears throat> and doctors are telling him, do not play basketball. You'll kill your heart. Right. And it was, it was, it was, uh, it was sad to see that. And nobody, nobody in the local press is willing to admit that. Nope, no, no, they're not. And, you know, and there, there's been a few local... Uh, athletes that have had problems at the high school, college level, and they just don't want to admit that. But that's a little aside there. But yeah, the Supreme Court, at least some of the justices were unbelievable, unbelievably misinformed. And remember, they're, what they're arguing is quite important. They're, they're, they're arguing whether the legality of these mandates to force where can, can the federal government, through its operations like OSHA, which is a safety protocol cabal, can they force you to take a medical procedure, a medical treatment, a medical shot, whatever you want to call it. I wouldn't even call it medical at this point. Can they force you to take something into your body against your will? And I, I, don't, I don't have very much confidence that they're going to come out and say, this is a bridge too far. Uh, I'm, I, like I said, I, I'm predicting that they're going to overturn the mandate, but they probably will do it on some sort of a technicality. What's most alarming here, though, is that it has to go to the, that it's at the court, right? right. That we've even gotten to this you point. Don't, you don't want decisions like that to go, um, you, you don't want decisions like that to even have to go in front of a court because right. then somebody, some shenanigan can happen and they, they decide against you, Right. There's no reason that should be in court. It's an obvious self-evident fact that you, to, to force people to take something into their body is against nature. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a word for that. <laughs> Evil is the word I'm thinking. That, you were thinking tyranny? Them. No, but uh, we'll move on. <laughs> we try to keep this family friendly. Okay. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, the, the, the Supreme Court, these are supposed to be the most intelligent people in the country, the most informed, the most neutral, the most measured, and they were unbelievably uninformed. Unbelievably uninformed. Orders of magnitude off in, in what they were saying. I've lost Jordan again. He is now playing video games on his phone. <laughs> Just kidding. Now, the, I, I'm... I'm, I'm uh... I'm I'm like uh, trying. I'm fighting off that. Like, w w where when when are we at peak craziness? When, like, I, I I'm fighting the feeling of like running to the hills, abandoning the mind virus show, in favor of like you guys. Seriously, 
it's that bad. If you don't see it, will you ever see it? But yet at the same time, I'm simultaneously formulating a plan to go talk to certain family members like, hey, by the way, you got you got uh, these Democrats over here like Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's got the number one best-selling book on Amazon, and it's all about how much of a scam this is. And then guys like, for example, Joel Skousen, who's a local uh, analyst, he sells a newsletter called World Affairs Brief. It's at worldaffairsbrief.com if you're interested in it. He is a dyed-in-the-wool Republican, Ezra Tav Benson conservative type, former... Uh, former chairman of the conservative committee, I believe is what it was called back in the eighties and nineties. So he's like a legit old school conservative type on one of our readers sent me a snippet of his world affairs brief where he does a book review of, of Kennedy's book. So again, you've got the quintessential 20th century Democrat, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., there is no other typical Democrat from the 20th century more so than a Kennedy. And this is RFK's son, okay? <laughs> Do I have to re- continue to repeat this to, to make it sink in? He has written the book, and, and he gives a little bit of a sort of a wishy-washy, you know, hey, we like government, but they've captured government. You know, he gives some sort of a, an excuse about how his family has always fought against what happened in government, right? Even though they were for big government, they were always against well, what, what's going on. I don't know if on. they could say his family, but... but he No, he JF, says his family. But, yeah, well, Ted Kennedy didn't fight against that. No, but RFK says that at the start of his book. Right, but I think JFK did to a degree and RFK well, uh, to a degree. They're too. dead. That's evidence that they were fighting right. against the machine. And if you're interested in that, <laughs> spe- speaking of censorship and Kennedy's, and Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan recently had Oliver Stone on. And YouTube slaps a the little there's a snippet about Oliver Stone talking about the the assassination. Yeah, so that made it onto YouTube. And, and YouTube YouTube slapped a warning on it that the the you may the, not be getting the full story you, here. The, the assassination of JFK is well well researched in the the narrative the 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 story you've all been told this is, is the year accurate. this blah, is the blah, year blah. this is the year real people team reality abandons begins to abandon um youtube and twitter and those become simply echo chambers for pop culture garbage you know uh entertainment media type of things right. i'm not saying that's all garbage but they they just become completely nonsensical non non-reality related you do have people starting to say starting to say hold on a second well the real the real discussion the reality discussion is going to occur elsewhere because they people are just going to leave you do right you have people saying i took the three shots i did everything right there's this sort of trend on twitter to, to make this post i did everything right i wore the mask I wore two masks. I've got I, Omicron. I got the shots. I got, I, I canceled plans. I haven't seen my mother in two years. And I still tested positive. Oh, the horror. Like, so now you, you have a, a fairly mild cold or a fairly well, average but, cold. But some people are, they're, they're, there's like two schools there. There's, there's people saying, I did everything right, and now they're feeling ripped off. They're going, wait a second, maybe those crazy people were right. I just turned my life inside out and upside down, 
for nothing, literally for nothing. And then you have people saying there's, you know, there's a meme out there. It's the NPC meme that we've talked about before. And they all have masks on. And this one, yeah, they're, yeah, they're in unison. They all have needles in their arms. And this one in unison, they're saying, I am fully vaccinated and boosted and just tested positive for COVID-19. I am grateful for the protection my vaccine continue to provide. Because that, that's another school. This would have been so, this would have been so it much been worse. worse yeah. But you that, can't, you cannot, yeah, you cannot know that. that. It's yeah. unknowable. That's not knowable. Uh, but people are coming around. There's, yeah, and what, what I wanted to point out, remember, I, I was going off, and I know when I go off in a long way like that, it's hard to remember what I'm, that I'm trying to say something, so you've got, you got to be patient, listeners, but you've got the, the prototypical Democrat from the, the, with the pedigree, from the family, the Kennedys, comes out and writes a, a book. Now, it's, I've got it at home. It's 450 pages but it's got little tiny margins like he packed that thing full right and he lists like all the all the highly credentialed doctors that are on his side right at the start and gives acknowledgments and thanks to these people for speaking out several of them are nobel laureates do you know what a nobel laureate is they it's a special highfalutin term for i won the nobel prize right in something like chemistry or biology or whatever this is like the the biggest prize that quote unquote science gives out to itself right Okay, it's the Oscar of yeah, the, but these but this is science and research. This is back in the day before they you know started doing things like giving Barack Obama the Nobel Peace Prize. Anyway, these, so these these people who are it's generally people that are a little bit older that don't have uh, like their jobs not at stake. These are the the old school virologists and biologists and and epidemiologists. They're speaking out. You know these old these older people that have less less to lose, right? They've already, they've already done their tour of duty, so to speak. That's, that's, those are the people that are generally speaking out. There's a heck of a lot of really, really important people that are being censored. And so JFK lists them all out at the start of his book. Anyway, he's, he's the Democrat. He's your typical 20th century Democrat. On the other hand, you've got Joel Skousen, your typical Ezra Taft Benson conservative. He, in his World Affairs Brief, did a book review. And he starts off and he says, well, you know, look past JFK's socialism. <laughs> and then he says, about, he goes through the book topic by topic and he says, correct, 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 correct. Right, 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 right. Everything is right. <laughs> <laughs> he, the whole thing is correct. <laughs> and, and it's like, so here you have the two extremes, supposedly the extremes, but what they have in common is that they're honest people. They're, they're honest people, honest truth seekers, and I really do think that RFK Jr. is that type of person. And obviously, RFK Sr. and uh, JFK, John F. Kennedy Jr., or sorry, John F. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy Jr. died in a, under suspicious circumstances in a, in a plane accident, by the way. But uh, the elder, I think, was uh, the, the former president. He also, for, for all of his faults, I think was one of those guys who wanted legitimate fairness and justice and was assassinated for it. Just got an alert. Said that Spencer Cox has exempted all state run facilities from complying with Salt Lake and Summit County mask mandates. WTF. Isn't he on their side? <laughs> oh boy. Well, okay. So the madness continues. <clears throat> well, what, what do you want to talk about today? <laughs> 
Well, we're an hour fifteen in, and we've we've kind of just got whatever was off of our chests. But yeah, but I I think just I think it's it's remarkable to me how fast things are just spinning. I had this I had this exchange with someone on Twitter, just some random person who was really close to getting it. She uh, had said something like, "If people are speaking in absolutes, they're trying to manipulate you." But yeah, that's why everybody's in charge of things is speaking in absolutes. And I cited some examples, you know, like you're not going to get the va- you're not going to get COVID if you have the vaccine or whatever. And she said, but she followed up with, well, just because they're trying to manipulate you doesn't mean they're trying to mislead you. <laughs> <laughs> and I just saw this poor person is just, I said, you, I said, you're getting, you're getting, you must be dizzy with all the spinning you're doing. And it was just sad, like, like she was a victim of this manipulation. She knew that and just accepted it because they're not trying to mislead you. I'm like, well, what are they trying to manipulate you into doing? What is the action they want you to take? They want you to, they want you to hate people. They want you to separate yourself from people. They want you to, to judge people, to, to avoid people that haven't taken the shot. Breyer, Breyer, Justice Breyer. I need to find the quote because it's appalling. Uh, again, this is the Supreme Court of the United States, right? They're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be. Well, it's get going along with the intentional conflict. I, I I would agree. That's that's the full intent. We talked about that last week. While while you're looking for it, did you find it? I found it. Okay, go ahead. Then I'll stop. But this, but and maybe you were going to say there's been a lot of uh, a, 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 like a ratcheted up rhetoric. Well, there's ratcheting up policies. I was going to I was going to point out the, the, the state of Washington. You you alerted me to this. Right. Did they pass this, or did, are they just talking I about concentration up, camps? It's just up for debate or discussion. They're talking but, about concentration camps. Yeah, they're talking about yeah. the, they're giving the health authority, meaning meaning some unelected bureaucrat like Angela Dunn, the right to incarcerate people to to detain them. To this is the language in the in the Washington state. Uh, I don't even know what this would be called, a law or a regulation or whatever, but it says at his or her sole discretion, a local health officer may issue an emergency detention order causing a person or group of persons. So that could potentially be somebody lower level than an Angela Dunn, who's the Salt Lake County bureaucrat. She used to be the state epidemiologist. Now she leads the Salt Lake Health Department. Great to hell. At his or her sole discretion, a local health officer may issue an emergency detention order causing a person or group of persons, like you gab your whole family, to be immediately detained for purposes of isolation or quarantine in accordance with subsection 3 of this section, or may petition the Superior Court ex parte, E-X-P-A-R-T-E, I'm not super sure what that means, for in order to take the person or group of persons into involuntary, involuntary detention for purposes of isolation or quarantine in accordance with subsection 4 of this section. Ex parte means uh, done with respect to or in the interests of one side only or of an interested So they can just take you. They can, just, they can drag you out of your home for purposes of isolation or quarantine. Now, this is what Justice Breyer said. Again, keep in mind that there's been a lot of rhetoric 
out there demonizing un- the unvaccinated, right? This was him on 1-7, January 7th, in this same hearing that we've already talked about. More workers may quit when they discover they have to work together with unvaccinated others because that means they may get the disease and more will quit because they'll maybe die or maybe they will be in the hospital or maybe they'll be sick and have to stay home for two weeks. Or maybe you're a disgusting tyrant. Well, that has nothing to do with anything legal, any legal reality anywhere. it doesn't. It's just him sounding like... An idiot. Your crackpot, busybody neighbor wagging her finger in your face telling you to get a, put a mask on because maybe, maybe, maybe. But what's shocking to me is that he's willing to use language like unvaccinated others. They're otherizing the unvaccinated, creating the situation, this environment where they are dirty and diseased and need to be separated from society. Where have we seen that? I mean, besides never. We've never seen anything like that. And to bring that up would be a moral outrage. (laughs) You're talking about a certain mass formation psychosis that occurred in the uh, state of Germany in the 1930s. I'm not saying anything. That would be a moral outrage. Against the Jewish people. Well, how did that begin? Well, you had to convince the public that they were dirty. That's where the right. term dirty Jew comes from. Right. And we've, we've pointed that out before. Well, here, here we are. Don't buy it. They're, they're in, a, in a significant minority. They're in wow. a significant minority, and I, I think the intent is to cause conflict because they have enough people who pull levers of power duped into thinking that the majority of the people believe the network news and the cable right. news. And those people that are duped, like governors, like Governor of Utah, who recently said, we have the tools to stop this. We just have to get people to use them. So again, it's your fault. You're not doing... Well, and that could be a veiled threat, threat, you know, force. Of course it is. Of course it is. You're not doing what he says, therefore you are immoral. And you're causing pain and suffering for your neighbors. This is why we need to speak out now, because if this goes on long enough that they, that like a state like Washington state can put people in concentration camps, then pretty soon people are crying about the concentration camps. You know, you, the, the virus issue goes by the wayside and it becomes accepted because all the people who, um, disagreed are now in a concentration camp and they don't have a voice anymore because everyone's arguing over whether it's okay to put them in concentration concent, concentration camps. I think they That's prefer the, internment camps. Camps, fine. Whatever they are. <laughs> but taking, remember, taking away their you, God-given you, rights you, you for remember, no good reason. You remember that this uh, great freedom-loving state of Utah had a couple, if not three or four, the Japanese internment, internment camps. camps. Yeah. I grew up uh, very close to where one was. Like like less than a mile away. In Tooele? No. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. They weren't just all in Tooele. No, but I've seen some markers out there. If you go out into the, the West Desert and stuff, you can, you can go yeah. see one where one was. The one that I grew up near is, I think, now a car dealership. Because those people had huge um, influence in society and may have been spying and telling the Japanese about the activities of soccer moms and, and baseball players here that we're stuck here in the United States during World War World War II. Right. I mean, it's absurd. 
it's it's really it's it's really absurd. They are carpet bombing us, and that's that's what's going to happen. And it's gonna it's gonna break society somehow here. That's what I think. The carpet bombing is, you know, they they pass these little laws everywhere, and so you're all distracted, and we can't go about our lives. We can't we can't really talk about the real issues because now they're putting people in camps, which is just out of control, right? And so then people have to fight over that, and and that's uh, that's a little bit frightening. That's a, that's a little bit alarming, but I I think that's what we're gonna see this year is conflict. Because I don't think that the powers that be are going to allow the truth to make enough headway. They're going to oppose it. They're going to pivot, as you've said. And so w- what this conflict looks like, I'm not exactly sure. But it, it's going to involve a great deal of uh, bureaucratic garbage. And it's our responsibility to be civilly disobedient like the people at the game right they're just like yeah you and you and your showcase uh dignitaries can wear the masks but we're not wearing the masks everybody everybody knows the jig is up i need to clarify my my uh summary of soda mayor's comments i said she said there's a hundred thousand kids on ventilators what she here's the full quote we have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in serious condition, and many on ventilators. It's still not true at so all. So 999,000, or 9, there, 9 million. The, the, <laughs> the seven-day average for hospitalizations for kids is 797 nationwide. Right, and that's with COVID. That's the, right, those right. are the kids that they've been able to test positive. Because right. remember, they have a financial incentive to find, first of all, to get you into hospital, which is why they want to block early treatments. Secondly, to find COVID in the hospital. So they test people every three days for it, which is why 70% of the people in hospitals are not there for COVID. Then they have incentive to put you on remdesivir, which they get a 20% bounty from Medicare for doing that. So they pay Medicare the... The three thousand dollars, or they pay Gilead the three thousand dollars for the five day treatment, and then they get thirty five hundred, thirty eight hundred bucks back, and then they have incentive to put you on a ventilator, and they have incentive to call it a COVID death. Right. So there's your manufactured crisis right there. Not, I'm not saying coronavirus isn't a thing. Okay, it's a thing, and certain people, like according to the Great Barrington Declaration, could be protected. People that are vulnerable. But the rest of us need to get out and catch it <laughs> and get, get over it. That's, that's the way the, the Harvard, Stanford, and Oxford epidemiologists. Not just the Great Barrington Declaration anymore. Uh, let me find this. Here, this is Rochelle Walensky, leader of the CDC. Oh. She said yesterday. She's late to the party? Because this, this was last year, middle of last year. The, the, those guys came out and said, well, we're handling 2020, it October 2020 is when the GBD oh, came out. Oh, I forgot. Out. We're in 2022. It right. was the middle of the first year of the quote unquote pandemic. Rochelle Walensky, in our spirit of pivoting today, we must protect people with comorbidities from severe COVID 19. I went into medicine, HIV specifically, and public health to protect our most at risk. CDC is taking steps to protect those at highest risk, including those with chronic health conditions, disabilities, and older adults. So she's like a Fauciite, right? She's oh, a oh H- yeah. HIV. She's, been, she's from the same company. Yeah. 
And she's been out there saying, if you have this vaccine, you will not get sick and all of this other nonsense. And I just replied, in other words, the Great Barrington Declaration. <laughs> and how many people commented on your post? Nobody. Of course. Well, you get lost. You know, shadow banned. I think, you, I think you've been shadow banned for a long time. But this, is a, this has been a prominent team reality person and hers is the top ranked. I think they kind of rank these replies by likes and stuff. She says, this is someone called AJK. She's been great during this uh, pandemic. She says, so when you started your work protecting immunosuppressed HIV patients, did you A, attempt to impose restrictions on their community to keep them safe, or B, advise them on the extra steps they could take to keep themselves as healthy as possible, asking for 330 million Americans? <laughs> yes, 330 million Americans would like to know the answer to that question. Oh, do we even want to, do we want, do we want to open up the, you, you mentioned treatments, right? And, and the incentives to get you into the hospital and keep you sick. What is, especially right now, with so many people unvaccinated or not who are testing positive for COVID. COVID is pretty rampant. I'll bet, you know, three or four people who say, oh yeah, I got it. Finally got it. Uh, our friend Truman finally got it. Yeah. Probably from me. Hey, you're Truman. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, a lot of people are getting this, and 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 that's that's. I want to say that's really. Yeah, he says it's a pretty bad cold. That's it's a really good thing because Omicron is the end of this. Omicron is mild. It's contagious. Herd immunity always wins because it's nature. It's natural. It's, herd immunity always wins. Right. Because right, obviously right. herd vaccine induced immunity well, those doesn't appear to actually work. Because they're not vaccines, they don't, they don't induce immunity at all. They just induce the toxic spike protein. Right. In hope that you will then develop immunity. But instead but, you develop all kinds of other so, things that profit but the, the question, uh, I, I, health industry. You know, I've been blocked on Twitter by Angela Dunn, but I've been pestering her anyway, trying to find out what is the treatment protocol that she recommends for people who get sick with COVID. Now that the vaccines are pretty much proven to be useless, people are still getting sick. Thankfully, not so bad because of the vaccine. <laughs> I'm grateful for the protection the vaccine provides. What is the treatment protocol? Of course, she's not answering, but what is the treatment protocol for COVID-19? That the, the powers that be, that the government, that Spencer Cox, that Dr. Fauci, that any of these people, what do they recommend you do if you get sick with COVID? Well, they don't have one, right? Apparently not. The one thing they do have, the one thing that governments do sometimes mention is monoclonal antibodies. Right. And they're, they're cutting Florida off from that supply. Yeah, they're playing politics with that. And turns out they're playing politics in a lot of states with monoclonal antibodies, including the great state of Utah, our home state. Well, this whole thing's been politics. I mean, it right, shouldn't, shouldn't right. surprise anybody. But they've brought uh, here in Utah and in a few other states that I've read about, they're bringing the ideology, the philosophies of critical race theory into literal life and death situations with monoclonal antibodies. If you are a white person, particularly a white female, and you get sick with COVID and you're pretty sick, 
like sick enough where you're worried and they maybe need to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. but are otherwise healthy, you will be denied treatment with monoclonal antibodies because you're white and you're female. If you're white and you're male, you will most likely be, de- be denied treatment with monoclonal antibodies because the state of Utah has a scoring system for people who qualify for treatment with monoclonal antibodies. And, and does that involve uh, race at all? A white female gets zero points. A white male gets one point because males, I guess, have had are st- st- statistically more likely to have a bad COVID case. So you get one point if you're male. If you're non-white, you get two points. So if you're a non-white male, you automatically have three points right out of the gate. And you need 4.5 points to qualify for monoclonal antibodies. If you're vaccinated, you need 8.5 points. And I'm, if I'm understanding this correctly, that just tells me that's another reason, yet, yet another reason not to get the vaccine because it's that much harder for you to qualify for monoclonal antibodies, which have, from my understanding, have been pretty effective treatments. Now, let me look at this. Uh, let me find the, uh, the, the scoring sheet here for us uh, because it's, it, it, to me, it has nothing to do with actual medicine and, and treatment. Why not just treat the people who need to be treated? I mean, can't you just do that? Apparently not. So here's some, there's a point scale. All right. So at the top of the point scale, worth two points, which is more than any other thing on here, is non-white race or Hispanic, Latinx, whatever that means, ethnicity. You get two points for that. But if you're white, you only get one point? White, you get zero points. Zero points. So if you're, you're if you have a, a race other than white, you get extra points. Yes. Then you, for high-risk comorbidities, so they're admitting there's comorbidities. Okay. High-risk comorbidities, uh, diabetes, and then severely immunocomp- immunocompromised, however they define that, and then severely obese, you also get two points. Other high-risk comorbidities, hypertension, cor- coronary artery disease, cardi- cardiac arrhythmia, Congestive heart failure, kidney disease, pulmonary, chronic pulmonary disease, chronic liver disease, cerebrovascular disease, chronic neurologic disease, you get just one point for those. And then new shortness of breath, you get one point. And you get a point if you're male. Now, I've seen people trying to spin this and say, well, people with darker skin have a harder time absorbing vitamin D from sunlight. Okay fine, but most people in the United States are actually uh, vitamin D deficient, regardless of their race. But why not then, why not then encourage minority populations to supplement with vitamin D? The government still isn't telling people or encouraging people to supplement with vitamin D. Anyway, so the, the state of Utah, this is the state of Utah scoring sheet, and you need, you need 4.5 points to qualify for monoclonal antibodies. So unless, if you're a white male, we'll give you one point, and there's, you get points for your age group too. You get, if you're, uh, if you're a teenager, 
you get one point. If you're in your 20s, you get one and a half points. 31 to 40, you get two points. And it goes up like that. So let's say you're in your 40s. Okay, that's 2.5 points. And you're a white male. That gives you one point. You get 3.5 points. You're still a point short. And so if you don't have any of these other serious symptoms, sorry. <clears throat> Monoclonal antibodies would probably help you with this bad case of COVID you have, but you're not, you don't qualify for them. Therefore, go home and die. Because they're not giving out other treatment protocols. Now, they're not going to prescribe ivermectin, <clears throat> hydroxy, zinc, whatever, right? They're not doing that. But why, why does the government control this? Does the government own monoclonal antibodies? Well, that's another good question. Like, why, why is it that the federal government can cut Florida's supply in half? Why is it that there's even a shortage they of They cornered stuff? the market on it, from what I understand. They, they made a contract with the main supplier and, and essentially used our money to, right. to, to take control. And see, this is the problem with the crisis in the first place. We are now suffering the symptoms of a bigger disease, a more significant uh, financial disease, and that is that because of our fear in the year 2020 reacting to the COVID crisis, they passed this law that gave them all this, all these resources to use against us now. They're using this money and all these resources against us now. They're buying the stuff up and locking up the markets. They're inducing hospitals into all these perverse incentives. That's the, it's not game over, guys. We have to continue to resist, but that's the problem. That's why it looks so bleak. They have a hell of a lot of energy and resources that they're using against us because of the CARES Act. That's what they want. That's, that's when Gaddafi says the capitalists create the virus to create the, the antidote, that's very simplistic. The crisis enables them to take our resources, which is the future value of the dollar, and use it against us. Well, not only our resources and our money, but they're taking our, our, they're taking everything from us. And they've our, already our privacy, yeah. our body autonomy. But our, just, just if you just if you look at just inflation alone, the inflation we've seen in the last right. year because right. of that, it's has it's stolen it's, it. It's transitioning. They've stolen. They've stolen the wealth of America. It's transitionatory. It's they stopped using the word transitory. Trans, they said that we, they were transitioning gonna, to it's 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 transgender. They were going to retire that. Anyway, I'm going to link to on our website uh, a few different COVID protocols, and as you were pointing out, they all involve ivermectin and vitamin C, vitamin D3, zinc, a, which, lo a which, lot of different things, which all together cost like ten bucks. It's cheap. You could you could probably get them for fifty or sixty bucks. A whole you know protocol for yourself for a week. This this is what the state should be doing with the money. They should be telling people take these things, take yeah. these things that are naturally, well not naturally available, but that are that are in abundant supply in America and have been for a long time. You and just need inexpensive. to and they're inexpensive and you just need to take them in far higher doses. But they're not going to do that. But you just told us why they're not going to do that. There's no money in healthy people. But there's also no control in it, right? And that's the whole right. point here is they've got to control you. What it and we talked about this. It's not like I, they, they may want to kill off a lot of people. Those people that talk about depopulation, that could actually be a legitimate, uh, a legitimate thing. There was an unfortunate happening here in Utah where 
this made some news. Did you see that news of the tech CEO that sent out the email right. and he totally got flamed because of it? He said, yeah, he resigned minutes later. Like, he said, he sent an email to a bunch of influencers and then he realized he had woken up and none of them had. And he, he right. said, he said, uh, and th- this is unfortunate because he involved the Jews. He said that the vaccine was a depopulation effort, but it was led by the Jews. And so had he not included the Jews, he, he might have had a little bit more uh, longevity to the yeah, sort of thing. There's in, in, the, in the mainstream, the minute you use words like Zionists or Jews, you're done. They, you, you're done. Whether you're right or wrong, it doesn't matter. You're done. And he is done. And I guess he has a history of... He remains the chairman of the board at whatever company no, he, it was. he stepped down. Oh, he had to step down from that too? Yeah. I thought he stepped down as CEO. No, he was, he was, he was no longer the CEO. He had resigned from that earlier. I don't think for any controversy, but was just the chairman. My understanding was, and then he stepped out of that. They ran him out. And my understanding is well, also is that he has a history of inflammatory conspiracy theories and lies. And I don't know anything about the guy. I'd never heard of him. Yeah, but he was run out immediately. Well, and and the, and the virtue signaling uh, outrage afterwards well, and, was amazing, and, and because. The email list that he has included the governor, right? Because it's the Silicon Slopes, this local business and government cabal that gets together and pats each other on the back every year and makes them all feel important. They get together, and I guess they have an email list. But because the governor was on the email list, he, had, he, he felt the need to distance himself. And it's, he's like, I hope he gets help. And I said... Because I can't resist. I said, well, I hope you get help too, because you've compared masks to to Jesus. You've divided us. You've blamed us for the problems. I listed a bunch of garbage that he's mm-hmm. been involved with that, that nobody honestly, ever gave him any crap. <clears throat> honestly, some of the things like, like Spencer Cox saying that uh, he's tired of sacrificing to protect the unvaxxed. And uh, you know, now these new, this, this policy of, of prioritizing certain races over others for treatment and other things that he's in charge of that he's doing are no worse then saying the Jews are, in, are, are, are the guys that are uh, mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, trying to depopulate the earth. They're both, they're both ideas that, need to, that, that deserve scrutiny. And he doesn't get any scrutiny of his ideas. And there's no accountability. No. And they have the bully pulpit, the mouthpiece of the state, the, well, in the, the, state ear of Utah, of the, the ear of the media. We have no recourse against a bad governor. We have no recall or uh, uh, impeachment mechanism in this state. We don't even have an impeachment mechanism? Not that I know of. I tried to look this up, and I don't think we have a, a, a way to... Maybe, maybe, the, maybe it's in the hands of the legislature, but they don't have the political will to, to hold him accountable for this nonsense. You'd have to hold retroactively. You'd have to go and hold Herbert accountable too for a lot of this stuff. Well, I bring up the local tech, <clears throat> excuse me, the local tech CEO guy, uh, just because I'm, I'm just saying the word's getting out. And I right. saw a vax, I saw a, a billboard up I-15, one of those electronic billboards that had a a jab injury counter going. It said over a million people have been injured by the COVID wow, jab. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. So people are paying for this to get out. People are, th- that's how much momentum we have. This is a huge uphill battle because they have, 
they have all the corporate money flowing to them and all the government money flowing into them. But we're seeing the cracks in the foundation. There is hope. And you're seeing it all over uh, the United States in the form of protests against school boards. Now, granted, you've got pushback, right? There's the teachers' unions that are like, oh, we don't want to go back to work. We, yeah, Chicago Teachers' we, Union are we not like going back this. to work. Well, the, the Utah guys, Granite School District, has been right. protesting against this. So, I want to remind teachers. So this is the conflict that's occurring. But remember, you are if, you, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably on the the team reality, the right side right. of this, the, the individual rights side of it. You have, you, we have to understand there is an actual reality. There is no, there will be no middle ground. And, and I'm not saying that you have to go out and join the Trumpers or anything like that. You need to stand strong with the truth and you try, need to try to be civil but there is an actual reality. It's not like uh, there's some sort of a gradation where Fox News is somebody thinks Fox News is too liberal, and somebody else thinks is they're they're too conservative, and oh, it must be just right. No, no, no. It's about the truth. There is an right. actual reality, and you've right. got to find that. And we need to we need to link up with other people who are interested in that reality. So when we spread information like the idea that the vaccines are injuring people, that is because it is true. Right. I want to remind teachers, too, that you were first in line for the vaccines in front of the elderly, vulnerable people, and that there is no documentation of child, student, to teacher transmission that has led to any negative, you know, death. So, anyway, but they know this. These unions are, are, they're organized crime. These teachers unions and they own politicians. Yeah. One of the biggest, one of the biggest contributors to Cox's campaign was the national teachers union. Like not just the local union. Yeah, right. Why is that? But the national. Yeah. Why is that? Because he, he is pro education. You know, he ran on this, like we have great schools platform and I wonder who paid for all those billboards. Remember everything that we keep giving money to gets worse and worse and worse and worse. We give tons of money to the Defense Department and they squander it. They, they destroy all kinds of stuff around the world. They've destroyed the reputation of the United States over the last 20 years. And people really hate us. That's, that's bringing us all the way to the end of the current events here, which is Kazakhstan. Right. Which What's, is what in the world is going on in Kazakhstan? The Russians, they're accusing... Uh, Foreign actors of having come in and caused specifically the CIA, yeah, Yeah. and everybody over here is like, "Oh, we had nothing to do with it." There's been massive riots. If you don't, if you're not aware, Kazakhstan is a country that is pretty big, right smack dab in the middle of Russia and China, near the Caspian Sea, where nobody likes to, you know, nobody in the in the Western world really even thinks that that exists. They just think that's Russia or China. Well, they hear Caspian Sea. They think that's fake. They think that, well, that's well, Narnia. Well, they think that's from Narnia, that's yeah. Narnia. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. So It's the, an important country, and I didn't know that Russia still conducts a lot of their- Their space program. Space program and other like military They get a lot of rare earth in minerals. There, in get, that country. They've got a lot of resources that come out of that country. They, they need to have good ties with Kazakhstan. And it sounds like the Kazakhstan president want, is pro-Russian, wants that- but you have people, for whatever reason, uh, like a quarter of the people that live there are are ethnic Russians, right? But you have a lot of people in the country that are that are 
have been protesting against, I don't know if it's COVID stuff or if it's government stuff, it's all of the above. They're, they're shooting them in the streets. Like hundreds of people have died. 8,000 people were rounded up or something like that or involved in this, in this riot. And I, initially it looked like it was over uh, gas prices rising. Who knows what it is? But one guy, we'll link to this article, one guy explained why it was so important. And he says, look, the, the Russian Orthodox Christmas Day was yesterday. It was a couple of days ago, January, January 7th. 7th, right? Yeah. Maybe Dimitri can chime in on some Dimitri. of this stuff. Dimitri, comrade, please inform us of uh, the finer points of Russian Orthodoxy uh, religious holidays. Please, comrade. And uh, the, po- the point is that he says it was bigger than Christmas over there. The Kazakhstan thing was running on the news in Russia 24-7 because it is a big deal. Right. Imagine Canada lighting on fire and it's spreading into the Dakotas and Montana. That's essentially what, what we're seeing here is the provinces of you know, Manitoba, Alberta, those right. guys going up in flames. Yeah, so one of the reasons Russia Russia's saying, hey, you caused this, U.S. CIA, to distract us from Ukraine and to spread our forces thing. Cause Russia's got 3000 troops in Kazakhstan now. Yeah. They maybe more. They intervened <clears throat> at the, at the behest of the, the government there. Now, again, when, when we're looking at these things, we're not looking at them like Russia is good, United States bad or vice versa. Right. I do find it quite alarming that uh, one of the most significant whistleblowers in the last century, Edward Snowden, had to flee the United States to Russia, whereas in the 60s, there were Russians fleeing for asylum to America. <laughs> okay, let that sink in. But uh, I'm not, I'm, we're definitely not saying that Russia is some sort of virtuous regime, but it, w- what it does appear is that Vladimir Putin understands politics and, and the long-term game here, and he is not trying to collapse his country. He's trying to build his country up. He's trying to improve birth rates. He's trying to improve the, the nuclear family. He's fighting against silly wokeism right in fact rt did we link to that the rt christmas the christmas advertisement where they totally trashed all the wokest they they Um, they made a parody on the wokest american christmas i don't know we might have that was that was kind of funny i'll 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 make sure we've linked to that on one of our episodes here rt has has a few american guys on their network too that kind of are able to speak more freely than they would be on our own Channels. Well, sure, but they're they're funded by Russia, right? Sure. Russian so people money. automatically so, dismiss yeah, RT it. is out. Re- regardless, the point is, Vladimir Putin or the the leaders of Russia at least appear to be acting rationally to try to preserve their national uh, culture, to preserve their 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 country as a nation, while our people appear to be attempting to divide and conquer and steal everything that is not being has not been nailed down. In fact, they're out with crowbar, crowbars and they're prying everything up and actually stealing things that are nailed down now. <laughs> <laughs> they're driving away in your car. They're, they're dating your girlfriend. They're eating all the ice cream in your fridge. That's how bad it is right now in America. These people, these people are raping the minds of the public and stealing everything. Well, to bring us full circle, back to the mass formation psychosis. I got another alert. 
which I mentioned, right? Cox exempts all state-run facilities from complying with Salt Lake and Summit County mask mandates. I'm reading the replies on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and you want to talk about mass formation psychosis? We're seeing it in real time. Uh, the people are just saying things like, so much for local control. <clears throat> or, or uh, this doesn't make any sense. To help who? What? What's it going to take, Governor Cox, for us to be proactive against this pandemic? This is the wrong move. How many State of Utah employees are allowed to work at home? Can, can work a hybrid schedule or have been allowed to modify their work responsibilities? It just goes on and on. People are... Everything's about the government allowing uh, us to do yes, stuff. Yeah. And Pe- you fix this for us rather than I'm going to go out and I'm going to brave the world... Yeah, you you need at to, my own risk. You 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 people in charge need to fix this pandemic. You need to well. And Joe Biden said, "I'm going to shut down the virus." And now we have Omicron. social social media has killed us. It's killed us. People are so sucked in. It it's it to this mass it, 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 formation. It, it is. It's a mass formation. What is a formation? Well, it's every think of a band, a marching band, and you're watching it from a football stadium. And these marching bands now do some pretty uh, impressive stuff with their formations. Well, society is in formation. We're all in lockstep. That's a, ter- a deliberate term. Right. Can, these these words that. are descriptive. This is, not, this is not something you can't understand, although they would like you to think it's unreal or that you can't right. understand it. I mean, look at the lines of people uh, to get tested. They're, it's a mass formation, waiting hours to get a test to know if you're sick. Right. And they're scared. They've got a psychosis. They so, have a belief in something that's not actually harmful to them. Right. And now, again, all diseases can potentially be harmful under the right circumstances. And coronavirus looks like a thing. It's probably produced in a lab in China, but it's nowhere near as bad as they. And we knew this. Have imme- made it out we to knew be. this almost immediately. We, we knew this in March of last year. The, the, we learned almost everything we needed to know. April, probably April. In April, we saw it. The thing that nobody likes to talk about or remember is the Diamond Princess cruise ship. It taught us everything. just about everything we needed to know about this. It was a, literally, it was an experiment. It was a Petri dish mm-hmm. with people of all ages stuck. On a boat. On a boat. <laughs> In quarantine. And they still, they got it. There was a few deaths, but most of it was quite mild. And everybody recovered. And that was a, that was a blessing. That, that was a, look at this amazing random controlled trial. Like, because these people were trapped on a boat and they didn't let them off for weeks. Yeah, which added to the... <clears throat> which probably it, made it, it worse. It exacerbated the situation for those people that had it. Well, we should probably wrap up. There is a mass formation psychosis. If you are arguing otherwise... You're part of the mass formation psychosis. You're but, forming up with the masses and you have a psychosis. But we know that our listeners are not part of the mass formation <laughs> psychosis because they're listening to us. <clears throat> well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for all the comments. We enjoy those. We encourage more. Uh, please share the podcast. We are also on Spotify, just like Joe Rogan. We are waiting for them to offer us a big check, just like Joe Rogan. <laughs> He's not waiting anymore. <laughs> nope. Well, hey, thanks for listening. Let, let us know if you have any comments about the things you want us to discuss. 
we maybe, still, maybe break down. We could, we could, I, I think I could commit to like five minutes of preparation if we had some good ideas. We from still the need to do Free Guy. Yes, we need to do that. That's an important movie, especially in consideration or context of mass formation psychosis. I think we need to do, let's do Free Guy next week. Can we commit to that? I can commit to that. Okay. Okay. I just got a comment from a listener. You did? And a participant. You're also a listener, oh. right? You've been listening to me podcast at least. <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I haven't really been listening to you either, but... Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. No. Yeah, let's do Free Guy next week. Okay. I think that'll be fun. Sounds good. I'll watch it again. I'll put my sunglasses on. If you haven't seen it, go see it. We're giving you fair warning. You're going to spoil the whole thing. Go watch Free Guy and think about it. Don't just watch it for the fun and the Ryan Reynolds, but think about it. Think about why is it a movie that we want to break down here on this podcast and uh, but do enjoy it because it's a very enjoyable movie all right all right have a happy week <laughs>